Welcome to another episode of Based News Network. I am Punk Revolution Now, aka Kayo, here with Sophie, aka Joan of Arca on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning into the news. And this week we've got all sorts of epic news. The first one on our docket is involving my favorite TV show ever, Rick and Marty. And hello, it's Sophie. Just. Oh my goodness! I, for, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to. I was, like, I was always... waiting. For, I was waiting for the say hi, Sophie. But it's okay. No, it's like you're switching things up, you know. So. Look, sorry. You know, I'm. It's I'm a okay. Pretty, uh, no, it's okay. I'm a pretty good feminist, but when it comes to Rick and Morty, I have to just jump right. Yeah. To, I need to this in, is this is about him. I need to Rick talk over stuff. woman to talk about Rick and Morty. No, it's true. Like, it's true. So Rick and Morty is the best show ever, but this news item brings that into question um a lot because well i guess we're just gonna go ahead and rip the bandage off justin roiland who is one of the key creators of the rick and morty franchise a an epic tv show uh involving science and space and all my favorite topics well justin roiland justin roiland is not epic because he has been charged with um, uh, domestic assault, domestic violence, and um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Actually, you know, this actually does remind me. Remember the the Andrew Callahan um conversation we had a couple weeks ago? Yes. Uh, where it's like kind of uh, you know, one TikTok came out, and then there was sort of a barrage of a bunch like a of flood. That I feel like that's yeah. typically how it's played out in like this Me Too era, where one person. Yes. Or like news comes out and then people start. I mean, it's only natural, I think, that it's it's not a coordinated effort usually because. Yeah, I think it makes I think it makes sense that it only points how, yeah. more like points more to the credibility if you know they're coming after. In my opinion, well, I don't know. It whatever, regardless. Yeah. So what we do know for a fact is that Justin Roiland is being charged with felony domestic violence, really serious charge. That's what we know for sure. And then what we've also seen happen, and this is getting less coverage because I think it's a little bit, um, you know, it's it's a little bit more, uh, I guess it's, it's a little harder to report on it because it's not so clear exactly what's true and what's not true yet. But kind of similar to the Andrew Callahan thing, there seems like there's been lots of screenshots of conversations and accusations from other people outside of the the domestic violence charges, accusing Justin Roiland of being a sex pest, DMing people on Twitter, on Tinder, going after seemingly underage girls. Again, I don't Ooh. know what's, don't know how much of these screenshots are true or not. Again, though, it is kind of you know, one thing I do remember note have noticed though is one thing you and I talked about that gave the Andrew Callahan accusations I think even more credibility was the fact that they had a lot of things in common like the accusers saw similar yes. patterns of behavior just something that you you look for when you're yes. like building a case yeah it seems like a lot of these underage accusers have pretty similar stories of justin roiland kind of using the same sort of creepy lines on them to kind of like that's that's really concerning <laughs> yeah that so sucks that really sucks it's really really bad and like i said like if you google justin roiland you're gonna see the domestic uh the felony uh, a charge against him 
but you might you 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 probably have to dig a little bit into Reddit, and you can find lots and lots of screenshots and lots of um, anecdotes about um, you know these these um, accusations of uh, there's one person who actually went you know went ahead and actually accused him of actually uh, sexually assaulting them. So you know we we got domestic violence. We've got hitting on underage people and being really, really creepy about it and just being a sex pest in general. And we've got an accusation now of sexual assault. Really awful. Three awful things. Like, yeah. Domestic violence is terrifying and horrible. So, yeah. It's just that's, like, that's, I'm so sorry to his, I don't know much about his, uh, his, why was he married to, married or in a relationship or something? Or, do we know about what's going on with the domestic violence charges? Yeah, so like, was well, it towards his ex-wife, or are they married, or is it girlfriend, or? I believe it was his ex-wife, and uh, there was also, I think, uh, um, there was also another ca- uh, felony count of false imprisonment by menace, which I think is like kind of like coercively, um, like forcing someone not to be able to leave the house or kidnapping them or something like that oh, that's so. off that's that's really scary <laughs> yeah um oh that's so that's definitely abuse like that's abusive behavior <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty you know it's it's not it's not it's not like a gray like hmm i wonder if this is bad it's like this is like oh man damn uh so i'm i was obviously not happy to see that news but I was happy to see that Adult Swim, the network that runs a uh, runs Mick, Rick and Morty, was were pretty quick to release a statement saying that they're dropping Justin Roiland from the show, and uh, the show's going to continue without him. And there was some speculation that you know it was it wasn't entirely clear what Adult Swim was going to do because Justin Roiland not only is he one of the core creators of the show, he actually voices both Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad. I'm I'm glad though. It's like you know what? Screw it. I frankly, I love season one of Rick and Morty. The most recent seasons. It needs not so. It it needs new blood. It needs some new blood, and you know maybe maybe um. You know, frankly, Rick and yeah, Rick and Morty. They both have very distinct voices. I'm sure you can find someone who can replicate it. I don't think that's going to be. Yeah, there's like people like all over the internet who are always like posting impression videos of like cartoon characters. Like, I'm sure there's like a wealth of like people who are just like lining up to take this job. So, I'm sure they'll find someone awesome. Adult Swim, if you're listening, I think I can (laughs) do a pretty killer Morty. Can we hear? Can we hear? Uh. Rick, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'll work on. It. I'll, I Morty, can work stop. on. It. Mort- uh, uh, Morty, stop being annoying. That Morty. was my impression of of Rick. All right, okay. I, I think know. that was pretty good. You know, you know what? In my opinion, if Adult Swim really wants to prove they're feminist, they should hire a woman to voice Rick. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, guys. I think we solved the problem. <laughs> Just kidding. I think we solved the problem. I think it's fixed. So, so I have a question for you. As a, a, a self-proclaimed fan of Rick and Morty, are you are you disappointed that the creator and sort of like literal voice of the show is such a creep, or are you? I mean, like, what do you think? 
Or were you not really emotionally invested in the... Uh, maybe that's... I don't know. You know that's what a I'm great saying? question. Well, I will say... I will say, so Rick and Morty, love the show. Justin Roiland, I never felt like a, a real attachment to him. I never like... You know, I, I've, I've never like seen any like tweets from him or posts on Instagram where I really connected with him as an individual. You know? So it's not like... Uh, probably it, makes it easier than... Like, it, He's yeah. not like someone you like idolize or like look up to really. So that's that's great. Yeah, yeah, um, like if that I really did. sucks when you're like looking up to someone who's like turns out is like a creep or an yeah, abuser. Yeah, definitely. Like for example, Seth Seth MacFarlane, uh creator of Family Guy, okay? I love Family Guy and I actually do like Seth MacFarlane because I think he's entertaining and funny on Twitter and like I like him as an individual. If Seth MacFarlane was a creep, that uh, would like really that hurt, would you know that would really suck i hope to god that's not sh- that doesn't i don't happen. think so and can we say a little anecdote something i learned recently about seth mcfarlane is that he was supposed to be on the 9-11 flight the f- the the plane that crashed into the twin towers isn't that right kyle yeah he he was gonna he was gonna be on the the flight leaving i think boston and going into like la or something i don't remember the exact flight but he he uh slept in and missed his flight, and he barely missed it. He missed the flight by like ten minutes. Crazy stuff. Um, and there's even a I joke like, in one of the. F- I cannot believe. Oh yeah, go ahead, go on. I was just gonna say, there's even a joke in one of the Family Guy episodes where Brian was like, "You know, I was almost in that flight," and Stewie was like, "Yeah, me too." And it's like, oh so, man, that's, that's freaky. So freaky, and yeah. just like let that sink in for a second, right? Like, he was ten minutes late to a flight, like that that he would have died on you know like and there would never be any family guy not only is it a flight that crashed it was freaking 9-11 like yeah what an insane situation i when kyle told me this i was i couldn't believe it honestly um so thank goodness he missed that flight because we wouldn't have family guy if it weren't for him sleeping in 10 minutes 10 minutes that's like nothing no time at all Sophie and I are really big fans of Family Guy. Yeah, we watch... I'm not kidding. We literally watch Family Guy like every day probably together. Yo, Justin Roiland literally just looks like a creep. And look, I know it's not yeah, nice I to know, say that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's not looks, nice to say but, that, but he yeah, looks... Yeah, it's true. It's like... I've seen a bro. few guys like that and it's... Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's just say the type of guy to make Rick and Morty turns out to be creep. Well... Wait, who is the woman? Oh, wait. The woman who wrote, um, was it She-Hulk? Also oh, wrote yeah, the She-Hulk. Pickle Rick episode. Okay, so let's hire her to replace yes. replace him because Pickle, let's be real, like Pickle Rick was like made the show. Like, I mean, I know it was, no, that's not true. It was already popular. But Pickle Rick is like one of the most recognizable things about Rick and Morty. So yeah. put her and back in. that was in. a woman. And yeah, that'd be great for their PR. Yeah. Like replacing this creepy guy with a woman who made Pickle Rick. You know, like, let's Yo. make it feminist. I, I feel like what I like so much about season one, Rick, of, Rick and Morty, is that they kind of had no limits to what they could do with the show because it's like sci-fi with no rules. Yeah. So what they should do is they should just have, in the beginning of the next season, Rick and Morty do some science experiment that somehow... I don't know, like, makes it so whoever the writer of She-Hulk gets to voice both of them 
and it's a seamless yes. transition to a different new voice. See what I'm saying? <laughs> no yeah, boundaries. Yeah. Bring it back. I bring mean, it yeah. back to the old school. Let's. I mean, let's make it interesting again because it was getting kind of old anyway. So. Yeah. Let's shake it up. Yeah. <sighs> so bad news about about Justin. So very disappointing things. Um, anything yeah, else just you like, have to say about it or? I was just going to say, like, we were just going back to the Andrew Callahan thing. This feels like it's deja vu just because of, like, the flood of stories coming out. It's disappointing. And it's just like, again, it's just like, like we said last time, it's like, you can't trust anybody, it seems. It's like, you can't really have any idol in media or entertainment yeah, that's a man. It's true. Because <laughs> you never know. It's like, it's... I mean, even women, too. Like, there's... It's it's constant. And you're just, like, finding out, oh, shit, this person did this or that. And sometimes it's, like, you know, like, stuff that isn't really significant or overblown but i mean domestic abuse talking like like trying to like sleep with minors and like sexual assault that's that's bad that's really bad um yeah and it's i'm i mean i'm sure like i for like fans who are decent people like that Mm -hmm. must be like people who really looked up to justin roiland for that's his name right yep yeah, yep. Justin Roiland, like, people who really uh, looked up to him who are, like, reasonable and aren't, like, saying, like, it wasn't true or, like, defending mm-hmm. him, you know what I mean? They're probably really disappointed and, like, devastated, I would think. Yeah. I, I can't think of... A, like, with the a, Seth MacFarlane example, that would be horrible. That would be super, super yeah. disappointing. So, <sighs> yeah. you can't trust anyone these days. Yep. Uh, and I do recommend, if you're interested... Um, you know, you can find the like lots of screenshots on Reddit. It's not you search Reddit Justin Roiland and you'll you'll find um, some very very uh, creepy. You know, there's there's lots out there. So if you don't believe us, you could you could look with your own two eyes, and I think it's pretty convincingly uh, bad stuff. So so speaking of me too. Speaking of me too, we're gonna talk about Lucy K. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yes, well, Louis C.K. sold out a show at Madison Square Garden. Kyle, tell us how big Madison Square Garden is. Madison Square Garden is very big. Some people might, I think it's got a, let me see, I think it's got a uh, capacity of 20,000, uh, let me see. 20,000 people, that's a lot of people. I can't, yeah. I don't know if I can like conceive of that amount of people. Yeah, twenty thousand seven hundred eighty-nine. So, just a, a little little context here. Louis C.K. He played on Saturday, so literally just a few days ago, a sold-out show at Madison Square Garden. I went to Madison Square Garden. It's right in the middle of Manhattan. Like, just it's like, how do they fit such a giant arena? It's in on Manhattan? thirty. Is it on Thirty Second Street or Midtown or? Yep, Thirty Second Street. Yeah, okay. Gigantic. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. It's, yeah, no, I walked by it all the time. It's huge. It's huge, gigantic. It's so big that you'd think it take, It probably takes up an entire block. So big. God. And obviously, <laughs> so just as a, a reminder, or maybe for those of you who aren't super familiar with Louis C.K., going back maybe 10 years ago, seven years yeah. ago, I don't, he was like the, one of like the most famous, he's like, I think he's one of the most famous comedians of all time, just because when he was at his he's peak, up. He he's was, up there. He was like a le- like just a legendary, extremely famous. Everybody, I was in eighth grade. I just remember everybody knew all of the Louis C.K. bits. Yeah. And five years ago, of course, there was the hashtag Me Too movement, 
Louis C.K. outed as uh, a, a predator. A creep, who had, a creep, basically. A creep who had, um, without, without consent, asked multiple women to, if he could Watch. masturbate in front of them. Yeah. Uh, which, in, in their discomfort, they uh, half said yes, like, nervously said yes. Sort reluctantly of, said like, yes. Like, what would you even say in that situation? Like, yeah. These women, these women were aspiring comedians who, you know, were excited about being able to work with Louis C.K. and hoping to be on his good side. And um, just a classic story of like abuse of power and yeah, and the that industry is just yeah, <sighs> sad stuff. But very sad. So just a, you know, just kind of. I, he was one of the f- more early uh, a victim. Not I don't want to say he's a victim of Me Too, but you know, a v- yeah. early subject of. Of Me Too, isn't that right? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Like, Louis C.K.'s case is really interesting because the accusations against him had already been floating around for a long time. And people had, like, known about it. But, like, no one had ever, like, sat down to actually think about how, like, disgusting it was. So it really was with the Me Too movement that, like, the New York Times and other big reputable companies and papers actually consolidated these stories and said hey everybody we need to talk about what louis ck did here you know it's kind of like a another you know domino to fall within the me too uh phenomenon and i i think it actually goes to show the importance of the me too the me too movement because really before me too there was that's how it was there was just accusations floating around people would say stuff but like no like it, it, it almost like we were all zombies we we're all collective zombies just ignoring uh you know abuse right under our eyes so it looks like okay. that's just how it is or you yeah. know or yeah like, that's just how there's it is. no that's proof how men are. yeah that's yeah. just how men are and i think women of an older generation um are are just used to men behaving like this like not obviously not all men blah 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 but like in your like when you're in situations like like boss male bosses can be creepy you know like this is a situation that women encounter a lot and and especially back then when there were like not as many consequences for the men doing it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i think like you said that definitely contributed to how how we uh thought about these things yeah. It's just like how it is, you know, there's nothing you can do or he's just trying to be nice or, you know, like there's all, all sorts of things that like we, we use to like rationalize what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I agree. And I, I don't know, I, I'm a, I'm a man. So, and I think I've heard other men say this too, from my perspective, in a lot of ways, you know, the hashtag me too movement with limitations, obviously, given the fact that Louis C.K. is playing Madison Square Garden. I feel like in a lot of ways it was actually quite successful um, in terms of just, like, a cultural shift where, you know, even, for example, just like this Rick and Morty this Rick and Morty story right now. Like, I think if Me Too hadn't happened or if this Rick and Morty story came out 10 years ago pre-Me Too, I wouldn't have been surprised to see if most Rick and Morty fans were defending Justin Roiland. But now there's, like, you know, now it's a there's a cultural shift i'd argue that people people know that you know this is quite quite horrible it's not something you can passively brush off um like the way you could pre me too i would argue me too was to an ex- extent successful but of course we're bringing up this topic because louis ck just played a sold out show at madison square garden so it's really not so 
black and white as you know i think some conservative critics of me too would say oh me, you know cancel culture is horrible because you're 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 ruining people's lives um obviously not the case with louis ck literally no less than he's, five years he's later. doing he's doing fine so and also um like madison first of all madison square garden was like okay yeah you can perform here so yeah, that's appro- a great point. they approved the show so they were willing to do that um no that's a great despite point. what it might look you know yeah pr wise that's not like necessarily the most favorable look but you know it, it worked out great for them because it sold out you know so yeah. uh they agreed to have him there and people saw them they're like yeah i want to see him and like obviously i think I don't know. People probably have their diff- like different reasons for going to those to Lucy Lucy K. Maybe they're like curious to see how he's changed after everything, or maybe they're just like diehard fans, or maybe they're like getting dragged along. There's like I'm sure there's lots of reasons why like certain people are there, and um, that's like a whole different thing. But twenty thousand people is a lot of people, and that's a lot of money mm-hmm. that they're making from that. Yeah. So Lucy C.K. is uh, apparently doing fine. Like selling out Madison Square Garden is evidently a, a huge, f- huge feat. So, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I, I mean, at, at his prime, he probably could, would have done the same thing, or if not, he, maybe he already did. I don't know much about his career, but um, it's like, you know, like selling out Madison Square Garden, like that's not easy to do, right? No, that 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 is like almost the most like stereotypical like it's like the quintessential example of you are just an extremely successful famous person Uh, okay so great and this is post cancellation and years later yeah so that's just it's it's honestly yeah it's pretty surprising and i guess like so yeah like you were saying to conservatives who are saying okay this is like ruining people's lives and these famous people like that are funny and awesome that we love or have, like you're getting ruined by these the, the cancel culture and there's no forgiveness etc cetera, etc cetera. well he's doing fine so there's no need to worry um yeah 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 it's in, yeah it's interesting kind of seeing the um um you know the, the legacy of like these kind of like me too yeah. conversations like it's still playing out like i'm seeing on twitter you know fierce debate about you know, some people saying, oh, Louis C.K. apologized. He had a bunch of shows on Netflix canceled. He's paid his he's paid for his crimes. It's time to move on. And other people saying, you know, well, like, pause, you know, like, think about all the people involved in booking this show, Madison Square Garden, the 20,000 people who went like, I think, you know, it's time to, ref- you know, reflect and maybe, you know, look at maybe this is a sign of some shortcomings of the, the Me Too movement. And, you know, maybe we... we this is a sign that people still don't take assault as seriously as they should. It's a very interesting conversation. And, um, I don't know, I guess, Sophie, I'm kind of curious, like, how, I mean, you know, maybe this is a hard question, but how do you perceive like me too as a movement in terms of like success and impact on society? I know it's like a really, like from a female perspective or just in general, from from your perspective your perspective um, like how su- like from my perspective how successful has me like did it been? make the world did it make the world a better place i guess um i think 
there there's been a net positive. I think okay. that I think that places take sexual assault more seriously, and that's that's good. Um, or like any sort of like sexual misconduct, it's it's really com- it's really uncomfortable when you have to deal with it in in a work environment, and the fact that like people take it seriously. I, I mean, I'm sure like places took it seriously before, but now there's this like I think like people perceive it as a more serious thing, and I think mm-hmm. people take more action, which is great. Like I think. I think there has been a net positive because it's on everyone's mind. So I think maybe like in terms of maybe people who would have considered like making a move sexually that was like kind of sus, like reconsidered it or or something, I hope. Um, Mm -hmm. I know maybe it's not for the right reason. Like maybe they're like, oh, I I shouldn't do that because I'll get like canceled or whatever. Like that's not the best mindset to be in. You know, you should you shouldn't do something because it's it's wrong, you know? Yeah. But, um, hopefully that has prevented some, some things from happening. Um, I think sometimes now, like I do worry, like, and I, this is a general trend, but like a lot of men I think are angry at women and like resentful of, of women because of how increasingly like society has, has shifted to, like elevate women more as far as like you know supporting girls in school and like now now we see that like more women are going to college that women are doing much better um in their education um and that guys you know guys are falling behind and i do think and also in 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 careers too like women are are doing well and like climbing the ladder etc so the 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 culture is shifting so that like women are really being considered for for all this stuff which is for me as a girl like I I think I grew up in uh I still had like teachers who were kind of like sexist or like didn't think girls were as smart as boys but um I think overall like I didn't when I was growing up like I didn't really perceive misogyny until I I was older um Mm -hmm be like older meaning like a teenager teenage girl so like I always mm. felt like there was opportunities and like I could be whatever I wanted I always felt like that which was which I'm very happy about I hope I'm not going on too much of a tangent here but no it's okay um, it's okay I, I want to make a the point I want to make is that like I think I think there's probably a lot of 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 guys who you know like felt like let down and like who fell behind and didn't have any like good role models or any support because you know like it maybe perceived that like girls were getting more attention and help and women are doing much better than they are and i i get the sense that there's some guys who are you know resentful of women because of that you know because of that cultural shift and hmm. and i think that me too you is just like- another example of of how men feel like they're being like pushed aside and, and, and attacked and mm. like held down and like you know what I mean? Like I think that they see Me Too as a as a tactic to to further isolate and hurt men and they're angry about it. I think that's not all men obviously. They're just like well, a certain group of men, like uh, like po- community of guys. I would say probably I probably mean, feel I, that way. Well no no I there's well I would say you know like Andrew Tate 
and other you know men exactly adjacent. those kind of people exactly yeah well they they very explicitly like you don't have to read between the lines they very explicitly uh articulate that me too and feminism are explicitly you know an attack on men trying to hold them back and obviously that is absolutely ridiculous um but but you know it's it's really an unfortunate thing where with every political movement there's going to be some sort of nasty reaction and it's um it's right. very hard they, some, they re- believe that like with increased opportunities for women that means that men have to give up their oppor- you know their op- opportunities or whatever which is not necessarily true you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um we can have we can have both both uh genders you know doing well at the same time but and I will say that I do feel for boys like I really I feel bad I, I don't want them to fall down the Andrew Tate like rabbit hole you know what I mean like I want yeah I want to make sure I want there to be good role model good role models for for young guys you know but mm. anyway I think like so me too I think that has made some men more resentful of women more hateful towards them mm-hmm. um so that's definitely been a negative part of it. But I think overall, it's been a positive thing for like real women. Not real Good. women. I, that's not true. But like, you know, like everyday women, non, non-famous women. I okay. think I would hope. I would hope. I, w- I don't know. <laughs> Famous people aren't real people. <laughs> but that's, I, I was, that's, yeah, I'm yeah, just no, kidding. I yeah. But, no, so I, know. I think overall, I, I, I would like to think that it is made things better. Well, I, I think, think we, we need see to... a lot more conversations about consent and stuff like that, for example. Yeah. We need to show Andrew Tate and all his followers, hey, look, Louis C.K. just played out a sold-out show. Your entire worldview about how men are being destroyed by women is just complete nonsense. But regardless, it's a good po- I think you raise a good point. Um yeah, that's a that's a whole can of worms. We could probably spend a, we could probably spend the whole podcast kind of talking it's, about it's the. It's uh, really sad. We need what we need to what in my opinion we need to like give girls opportunities and help them and support them, but we also at the same time should be addressing the like obvious trends that we see with like boys not doing well. Like you can see the data; it's there. Yeah, the boys, boys are, are are falling behind, and they there's, graduate there's barely, way less. Yeah, there's very, very few male teachers like that they're mm-hmm. like interacting with at a young age. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's we if we want to raise better men, we we need to give them opportunities. Not well, men have always had opportunities, but we need to address their current problems right now mm-hmm. and help them. And I think yeah. that means like being support and like I like giving providing support. And I think like what needs to happen is we need to let boys be more emotional mm-hmm. than in like expressive. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's valid. my yeah, opinion. I, boys yeah, need I mean, to talk about their feelings. It takes, it takes, you know, and, like, and like love each other. Cause yeah. like, I know maybe we're getting into this too far deep, but I, I, I don't know why, but I feel very passionate about this. I mean, cause I have like two little brothers, you know? Yeah. Well, patriarchy. Um, there's two. There's two sides of the coin of patriarchy. Right. Both. You know? Both people suffer. Yeah. But well. Yeah. Obviously, one side suffers more. But in order to like get past this really ugly dynamic, uh, yeah, I think that's a you good have point. to work on both sides to like 
improve society, yeah. I think, and achieve goal- the goals of feminism. Um, That's a great point. I I, yes. I will I will just say you know from my perspective, thinking back to when I was a young boy in middle school to now, uh, I'm I frankly I have a a pretty slight you know slight I think slightly more optimistic than average take on me too. I would argue that I, for me, it just seems like back when I was younger making you know jokes about a, a sexual assault and stuff were just totally a-okay and now yeah. it's like now it's like no you do not do that and obviously yeah i'm in a bubble i'm in a bubble yeah it's a big country lots of different people different experiences i'm in a total bubble but from my bubble i i do perceive a pretty big shift at least amongst some men and i don't know i think it's moving in the right direction but i i do definitely take your point There's about still um, lots of lots of work to do so yeah yeah, let's wow. just say, I, I, I don't know, I just, I really, I know I keep getting into this, I just want to say this, like, Kyle, you mentioned, like, being a guy, and, like, when you, like, when you hang out with your friends, like, newsflash to the women listening, like, when guys hang out, they don't talk about their feelings at all. They really like, don't. Like, maybe sometimes, but, like, it's not like that, I feel like when women hang out, that's, like, the first thing you talk about, It's like, how you feel about this or that, you know? Yeah. And and emotionally support each other. And it, I I don't know. I just find it so sad. Not not to say that like male friendships are superficial or surface level. And I'm sure there's like a lot of great things about it. But I don't know. It, it breaks my heart because I think like like men like supporting each other and talking about stuff like would be a big help. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, unfortunately, in the dynamic, too, it's just like men do have a lot of feelings and they they don't express it with each other oh they so definitely they, do and so then they, they build up and they build they up out. and then they 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 dump all their feelings on their girlfriends slash moms slash women in their life so or they like or they act out and they're violent or abusive yeah. or what or they justin hurt themselves Roiland. you know what i mean yeah justin roiland screw you okay anyways i i feel like that's you know, yeah. Sophie, I'm always down to talk. Sorry, I got hear... way too into this, but I just no, 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 feel I, very I strongly a, about it. No, it's a very important topic. And I mean, we just had two segments in a row about sexual assault, you know. Um, actually, you know what? Looking through the looking through the five news segments we decided to talk about. Oh, there's like, more. There's more to it. So four, four out of four out of the five news segments have something to do with sexual assault. So um yeah um so, so let's 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 take a little break from the sexual assault stuff yeah yeah everybody take a deep breath here's a quick update on ukraine well we're gonna Kyle. talk about ukraine yeah let's let's take a break from sexual assault and talk about something a little lighter like like war um no but seriously <laughs> i think it's i think it's a good i think it's a good conversation and and all of us, you, me, sophie, sophie you and i and all of the base news network listeners are all going to be the people to to break the cycle. This the cycle, guys. We're so gonna we're gonna. If fix you're a it. guy listening to it, like, li- I mean, if you're a guy listening to this and you f- you you feel alone and isolated, like, I hope I really do hope that you can find someone, ideally like another guy, to like talk about feelings and you know. Every we're giving you homework. Other. We're giving you homework. Yes. Every guy listening has the homework this week of opening up emotionally to another guy. Because uh, it seems you know, hard. 
but yeah. I think secretly the other guy will be relieved and happy about it. I really do. I mean, I'm also a woman, so I don't know, but that's my guess. If only someone was there to only if if only Vladimir Putin and um, Zelensky were able Vladimir to. Vladimir Putin isn't a perfect example of like. Yeah, bros got issues. How fucked up men can get. So yeah, bros um, got issues. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to give a quick update on the the because we, we talked about it last week and there's been some development. So we just want to give a quick update. Ukraine is going to be getting tanks, some very uh, flashy, high quality, like top of the line, best tanks in the world tanks from Europe and the United States. So just a little context. The tanks in Europe are developed by and licensed by Germany. They have these, what they're called, leopard tanks. They're like super fancy, amazing armor, you know, like the best, most modern tanks. And Poland, who is right next to Ukraine, is saying, please, let's give Ukraine tanks. They want tanks. They need tanks. The UK is saying, we need to give them tanks. America saying, Germany, give them tanks. Everyone in Europe is like dying to give Ukraine tanks because they believe it's going to really help Ukraine defend themselves and hopefully bring an end to the war. And Germany, uh, ever since World War II, has been like extremely, extremely cautious and hesitant about engaging with uh, it military make, conflicts. It makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. And I'm happy about it. I'm glad that Germany yeah, is Yeah, same. Like, I don't want Germany know? to like... I think whatever, like what happened in Germany was so traumatic that like it makes sense that Germany would never, like, ever want to be in a war again. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, lots of people were mad at Germany for not, for being, like, hesitant to hand over these tanks to Ukraine, but we can give Germany some sympathy for, you know, not wanting to... Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, Russia's threatening nukes, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, Germany said, we're not going to give tanks unless the United States gives tanks. And, And the United States has these tanks called Abrams, Abrams tanks. And they're also like incredible. Is it named after Abraham Lincoln? I don't think so. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm. I look. I'm just. I don't know crap about military history. I'm. I'm just literally learning as I'm going and telling you what I'm reading. So, so you You actually do know a lot about military history, but you might not know the name of tanks. So, well, apparently I do now after researching this past week. So these tanks. Uh, the Ab- the Abrams tanks, which are the American tanks, Germany was like, we're not giving our Leopard tanks unless America gives their their Abram tanks. So like Germany can not seem like they are indiv- individually escalating the war. United States is like, um, our Abrams tanks run on kerosene. Kerosene is a form of fuel that Ukraine has basically no access to. Uh, the Leopard tanks run on diesel, which Ukraine does have access to. It doesn't make sense for us to give our Abrams tanks. And then also Ukraine is going to have to learn how to use two different forms of tanks, the Abrams and the Leopard tanks. So just give them the Leopard tanks, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, the United States caves, gives Ukraine the Abrams tanks. Then Germany is going to give the Leopard tanks as well. So now Ukraine is getting over 150 of like the top of the line, really, really fancy armored tanks. And it's a giant mystery now. Be, like what's gonna happen now? Because these tanks, they really haven't been used very much at all. They're so like modern and flashy. It's like kind of a question mark. Like how effective are they gonna be? How effective are they gonna be in this specific conflict? Uh, the hundred is 150 tanks enough to make a difference? And big questions still remain. But something to keep an eye on. 
because um, tanks they they that's kind of this is unfortunate this is a, a war that has a lot to do about we're going to control this territory this is we're going to control this territory it's about real tanks are big ass pieces of metal and like having control over territory is like what tanks are good at so i think it could have a very very well have a big difference but more to come really awful war i i i i i just like pretty much everyone everyone else in the world feel sick to my stomach seeing the the numbers of deaths pile up um and, and pray to god that these tanks make the war last shorter rather than longer but you know tbd Thank you for that update. That's a great, it's, it's hopefully good news. And I, I agree. I hope that the war can end sooner rather than yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm definitely pretty, you know, I'm pretty emotionally caught up on, uh, caught up in the war now. I'd say, you know, just seeing the, uh, you know, the, the reports of Ukrainians taking back cities that were captured by Russians and then they take the cities back and they, they find mass graves and uh, torture tra- chambers and horrible. you know all those horrible horrible things it's just like you know it's just repulsive you know just it's i don't know the word fascism gets thrown out a lot but you know i'm always i'm always down to 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 fight some fascists and i don't know if these reports are true about these mass graves and stuff i don't think it's too crazy to say what the russians are doing now are, is fascist so send some 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 tanks to fight fascists i'm i'm down with it in my yes. in my humble opinion yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now that now that we've taken a breather, talking about sexual <laughs> assault to talk about let's let's get back to the aforementioned topic, which is yeah. yeah. So Julia Fox um, was in the news recently and was as was being attacked online or, or criticized, I should say, criticized online um, for apparently. Uh, trivializing or not not or making light of of male victims of uh, sexual assault um and here we can kind of get into to tiktok and censorship and how that can kind of obscure conversations about very serious topics so apparently on tiktok um the word mascara is is code for um for sex and i've also seen it in other ways or like people for men it's mascara women lip gloss i don't really know honestly i've i did not know that was a thing until the julia fox news came out so kind of confusing stuff if you're not like on tiktok constantly which i mean i do use tiktok and i i i just had never encountered it i didn't know what it meant um so a per a guy posted on tiktok about um his experience and let me just pull up uh what he said in the tiktok or, or or wrote rather um he he said i gave a girl mascara and it must have been so good that she decided that her friend and her friend should both try it without my consent um and he 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 actually did have um, a a hashtag like sa awareness, which sa on TikTok is used a lot to say um, sexual assault. Um, but uh, what happened is Julia Julia Fox commented on on the TikTok saying, uh, "IDKY, but I don't feel bad for you." LOL. 
And people got really upset about that because um, if she knew what that meant, it, it, it means like, oh, like, I don't care that you, you got like raped. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, that's just not something you say to someone who who's dealt with something so horrible. Right. So um, people were really upset with her. Um, and she later like made a video saying like, I'm really sorry about this. Or I think she replied to the comment too, so, like on the post saying like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I really didn't know like what mascara meant in this context. I, I thought you were talking about makeup. I thought some girls stole your mascara without telling you, like, I mean, that's obviously not a big deal. Someone takes your mascara, you know, like your friend uses your mascara, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but, um, it, it started a conversation online about uh, social media censorship and how like words um, online have emerged to replace um, like serious you know topics that kind of get censored sometimes online um, and how that can confuse a lot of people and lead to s situations like this. So in, in my view, um, I, I, I can't really blame Julia Fox for not knowing. I didn't know either. She's And she's also not old, but she's older, you know, and um, not maybe not of like, like she's not like a, a teenager or like a, someone in their younger 20s, you know what I mean? Which is probably the group of people using that, that word. Um, I didn't even know what it was. I'm guessing, Kyle, you didn't know about it either. I did not know about it. I I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing like most people don't know about it. So yeah. um, I I can't blame her for being confused. I would have been confused myself. So um, I think that it's just a, a, a case of uh, miscommunication. But I think it gets into the, the larger TikTok, uh, sorry, the larger topic of um, like all these words we see now um, replacing other words in order to avoid like being banned or taken down um yeah it's really strange well there's yeah it's really strange you know one with the what, what you're saying which I, i'd love to talk more about which is like people using code words to talk about specific words like sex and drugs or whatever things that people are still talking about so it's not like censoring it makes any difference and then two you know another thing too i do want to say about the julia fox thing that is a little frustrating and i i, I think you probably have saw the same which is julia fox made this comment apologized deleted it but unfortunately and i don't know who these people are you know i don't know if this is just people trolling for engagement there seems like there's a lot of people who even after Julia Fox deleted her comment and apologized, are like still like really mad at Julia Fox. Uh, I'm sorry, know. but that's just like not a good look for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it's just not. I don't think that's fair. Humans make mistakes, like m misreading a TikTok. You know, like like I don't. Know. I mean, how how would she have known? Honestly, I mean, yes, yeah. there was a a a, a, t a hashtag essay awareness, but let's be honest, like. A lot of us, when we're on TikTok, we don't look at the hashtags. We're not like reading the hashtags. We're we're focusing on the video, right? The the, yeah. the hashtags are kind of obscured. They're like not like super visible. Um, and even yeah. so, it's an essay awareness. And it's I mean, it's very possible that she could have figured that out with context. But maybe just someone just like scrolling through TikTok, they maybe they didn't really realize like what that even meant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, 
I, I, I think it's very, very unlikely that she did know no, what it was no. and that she just I, left Julia that Fox just troll. Julia Fox would not do that. That's just not yeah. who she is. Like as so, a person, yeah, no. she just wouldn't do that. Um, she's not like an edgy person who would like say something like that. So no, I mean, and I, I know this, the conversation isn't so much so as about like sexual assault. Obviously what happened to that guy is really sad and awful and, and a good reminder that, that men are also victims of this sort of thing and they're victimized by women as well. So mm-hmm. another important reminder for, for everyone that it's not just, not just women and it's not just mm-hmm. men doing it to women. It's women doing it to men too sometimes. So good reminder mm-hmm. and it's important to know and it's not funny or a joke and, and you know, you should feel sorry for people, men who've dealt, dealt with that. But I just don't, I think the the problem here is we're using like very innocent, like random words to to uh, represent uh, very serious things. And that can lead to a lot of like misunderstandings like this, where people say seemingly insensitive things. If you're in the know, what Julia Fox said is super insensitive, but like, she thought we we're talking about mascara here, and some examples of this stuff. Um, um, a lot of people now say um, "unalive" instead of "kill" or "murder." Like "unalive," he she was unalived by her blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. and I've I've always like hated that. Like it really bothers me. Um, yeah, it seems like, like you're replacing. Do we a- really need to like? S- like do we need to censor the word kill like i feel like the word unalive is more graphic than the word kill you know yeah it's like more disturbing almost it's more disturbing it's yeah it's like yeah it's macabre like um yeah so and it also but at the same time it feels really childish like that sounds Mm -hmm. like like a how a four-year-old might describe death yeah, or maybe not like it's a fifth year old like unalive like it it feels gross like in a like a kind of like like we're, you're we're making trying, light of something sad and bad, you know? Yeah, so like, people are trying to have a conversation about assault, you know, and then here yeah, they are having to talk the about word it like mascara. a four-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's another example uh, is the word sex, and people say segs, S-E-G-G-S, mm-hmm. and that really bothers me too because I hate how that word sounds. It's like, come on, guys, we can we just see? And there's there's also questions like. Is TikTok censorship or ins- um, other like social media c- censorship is that even a thing? Like, like I mean, yes, on Instagram, I I deal with that all the time, and I know people who deal with that constantly, um, and that is frustrating. But I think on TikTok, I, I I don't know, I see videos too all the time where people talking like saying the words like sex, sexual assault, murder, and kill, and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're still up. Um, but there are like people say that they might get shadow banned or like less prioritized by the algorithm. And that could, you know, very well be true. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless is like these social media platforms should like, I don't know, like allow people to talk about things. Give us some breathing rooms. Give us some breathing rooms. Let us talk about this stuff because yeah, like I understand. It's a part of being a human being. Yes. There are like kids on these apps and maybe the solution is to like, I don't know, like 
age filter a little bit better i don't know like make some stuff 18 plus i don't really know honestly i don't know what to say like but kids know about sex and they know about murder you know i don't think sophie i don't think tiktok or instagram cares whatsoever about kids i think what they're concerned about is advertisers Advertisers. yeah that's a great point kyle because if because they could say oh on our ads only two percent of our content has the word sex um, well, trust me, it, I've I've seen some stuff. So yeah, they can they can flex to advertisers like our con- our content is very safe for your brand. Blah 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 blah. When in reality, um, actually no, your brand's ads are not going to be. Yes, on paper, you, you know your ad is going up next to TikToks that are not talking about sex, but in reality, they're going up to ads that are talking about mascara and unaliving, and it's actually even more disturbing ads. So I I don't know. I just I see this as all just like a the contradictions of capitalism. Yeah, yes. exactly. This is, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Capitalism being annoying. So, yeah. as usual. But another one that really like bothers me is like they use the word corn for porn. And that's just, that's like, so gross. It's so cringe. Like, ew, I don't just say the word. My God. Can we just say the words? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I, I don't so, have a doubt that TikTok is, is, uh, deprioritizing like these words in the, yeah. like, in the algorithm. I think that's for sure happening. That's uh, so. I think the problem is not necessarily the people using the words um, because, I mean, they're just trying to, like, make content and, like, like survive on the plat Not survive, but you know what I mean? Like, they're dealing with, like, they're playing by the rules of the platform, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're doing so what I can't they really blame. Do. I can't really blame them. I censor out the stupidest words on Instagram just because... I could get my whole account deleted for like saying the f word like Yo, f-u-c-k. Sophie, like, I'm not even kidding, Sophie. I yeah. think I I give my I I think that helps like a lot. Like, cause my Instagram's been growing really fast, mm-hmm. and I feel like my content's good. But I see a lot of other meme pages that I think are really good, but they really don't great. grow as fast. And I really think Instagram they don't censor as much. Well, I don't. Yeah, I censor. And I think Instagram's algorithm gives me a boost. Yeah, you know yeah, it's I really true. Like, I think that's helped me a lot too. Is I I deliberately avoid like things that are kind of um, edgy or yeah. use like language or like are about topics that are kind of more adult because yeah. I don't I don't want my account get to get deleted. It's like everything to me, you know. Like it's really important yeah. to me. So I don't want to risk that on like a really stupid meme that might not even be funny, you know. Yeah, so, and I'm super careful. I get it, you know? Like, I get why people yeah. use these words, like code words. It feels almost offensive to victims of these things to use such, like, childish, kind of gross language to, like, refer to the things that are, like, very serious and very sad. And I have heard that, like, sometimes people prefer these words and, like, acronyms and, like, these code words because the words themselves are a little less less tri- triggering, Mm-hmm. to victims um i've heard that argument and i don't know how much of that is is true to those people who've experienced that i'm not really sure so that, that's not really something i think about so hmm. that's that's for other people to, to decide i guess but um i don't think that's think, why tiktok's think, doing it though no exactly no i think i think though overall i think it would be better if we could just freely talk about things online without having to censor ourselves in like these 
comic almost comical uh it's like, like dystopian dehumanizing no? ways it's very dystopian let's just yeah. use words like a normal yeah you know yeah having to use code word to talk about assault yeah yeah all right and good, the, no, the word that gets chosen is like a makeup thing like come on yeah so, so i think that's it's an interesting Julia Fox yeah, food for made thought. an honest mistake and you know what if any one of you guys like listening could make a similar mistake someday you know yeah like because of this so i hope i hope that this is opens up an interesting sorry i hate to say this conversation about i well i think it's an ongoing conversation yeah Yeah, it it, it definitely is the right wing has been complaining about being censored online forever and like they're complaining about not being able to spread like conspiracy theories blah 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 and we don't you know we don't have to necessarily you know loosen up social media to the point where people can spread conspiracy theories but can we loosen it up so you can like say cuss words a little bit you know like that sounds reasonable (laughs) you know come on or yeah. just say the word kill or like bro like or dead. Yeah. Like, those are like words you learn like very like at a very young age, you know. I'm they're, I hate and, the they're algorithms. They're important to they're important to life, you know? Like they're essential words and concepts. And Yo, we shouldn't have to like censor that. Yeah, I remember I remember reading to kill a mockingbird when I was 13. <laughs> oh, Ooh. I'm going to make a Oh, I'm going to make a meme to unalive a mockingbird. I'm going to make that unalive a mockingbird. This. I'm going to yeah. make that after after class. So, I mean, yeah. not, not after class. Sorry, I'm in college mode still after recording. So, stay tuned for that guys. This you'll is class, you will yo. have already seen it by uh by the time this comes out, but you know what I mean. All right. So, should we move on to our last topic and just just knock it out. Sorry, guys. We're gonna be talking about J.K. Rowling, our favorite. We just, favorite we just really woman. wanted to roast her a little bit one in this episode because her Twitter recently has just gone completely off the rails. So first off, let's just go, we'll just do a quick roast at the end of the episode because it's a lot of fun. Um, so J.K. Rowling's profile picture on Twitter. I know. I look. I I don't want to attack people for their looks, but her profile picture just she literally looks evil. She looks like I'm she is look, basically. Look. She, she is, is evil, guys. She is evil. Though that's the thing is she is evil, and then like even her profile picture just looks like a like an evil person. But the thing that she's been doing lately is like yes, we all know J.K. Rowling has kind of lost her mind about um, just railing against how much you know how much she you know despises trans people and perceives them as a threat for society. Blah blah blah. She really like lost it this week. Is her main focus? She's her, like gone. Yeah, her hyperfixation this week has been about trans women in women's prisons and the concern that trans women in prisons are uh, would um, you know sexually assault other women in prison and how this is a danger to 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 cis women. And uh, she she started by posting an article about a a prisoner who's a cis woman a, a a woman who is not trans and this woman discusses her experience being terrified because she had to be in a prison with a trans woman and they you know they would shower and you know live their lives together and she was terrified of this trans woman and the interesting thing is, is it seems in this article there was actually no sexual assault or anything that happened in this article so like it's like literally fear mongering about ooh trans women are gonna sexually assault other women in prisons 
And her evidence with this fear-mongering is posting an article where that didn't even happen in that article. And, um, you know... She's just, like, grasping at anything she can possibly get at this point. Yeah, she's, like, really... And, you know, it's just, just vile language. Just so much hatred in all of her tweets. And, you know, to be clear, to be entirely clear, you know, unfortunately, it's just reality that, you know, prisons are a place where there is sexual assault men sexually assault other men women sexually assault other women maybe they're trans maybe they're not it's just it's it's a you know there's just unfortunately unfortunately it's a big fact of of prison life it's a terrible thing yeah it's a terrible thing so for jk rowling to like narrowly pick one specific you know dimension but, but, of that but sexual assault in the, that story didn't even happen so it's not even yeah. a valid like example at all yeah, it's it's really just like um it kind of reminds me of like a racist person posting an article of a crime that was like specifically committed by a black person and being like, "Oh, look. Look, guys, my racism is justified." It's like, "No, th- th- you yeah, know, there's there's plenty so of crime dumb. out there. You can always cherry pick what you want to tell a narrative." And JK Rowling is just desperate, like just desperately trying to put together this narrative about how her fears of trans people and her hatred towards trans people are justified she's lost her and the thing is it's like her anti-trans beliefs they're i mean they're obviously vile and disgusting but she actually just has come across as like a, a really stupid person like this is stupid you know um it really is it's just she's just I I don't know what else to say. Like we just wanted to roast her a little bit there. Um, you can go check it out for yourself. It's just shocking. It just seems like what? she's like completely lost it, and now she's just like become a a like activist for like being a turf. Like that's her entire identity at this point now. Like she doesn't care about anything else except being a turf. Yeah, and she posted this anime meme of like an anime girl. Uh, with the caption saying "Shut the fuck up, turf," which is like a really funny meme, and she said "Same shit, different century," and posted that meme. Oh, I and saw the, that. It's like, bruh. And the other meme next to the anime girl was like uh, a woman uh, who's like locked in a cage, and the caption is "What I would do with the suffragists." So basically, comparing an anime girl saying "Shut the fuck up, turfs," turfs to um, someone who says they want to lock women in cages because they want the right to vote. Um, it's not just, the same thing, guys, for real. I like, have a feeling it's a little different. Like, literally, you just, like, talk to trans people or, like, go, go outside. outside. Go, outside. go outside. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, it's like, what the heck? It's, it's just, like, posting from, like, these obscure British, like, tabloid website. It's like, J.K. Rowling. What the heck? Like, just completely ignoring the fact that she wrote Harry Potter. How is any human being, whether they wrote Harry Potter or not, how could any human being so be so just just so dumb? It's just it's beyond I know. me. It's and 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 I mean, she's also a woman who's like suffered a lot in her life, and she's. I mean, some might call her a great artist, and you know. 14 million followers it's just like you would think that someone who's like been through some stuff and like who is creative and like enjoys like the unconventional she literally has a story about like wizards and witches who are like weird and like outcasts yeah like not to say that trans people are that but like 
just like you would think she'd have some empathy maybe for like other people but yeah it's i guess not it's it's very manipulative because what she does her go-to strategy is to post vile hateful things about trans women and then frame it as if jk rowling is the victim and is getting hated and hatred and like it's Bruh, manipulative. You have, like like I'm, fourteen million followers, and you're like probably like ex- like have so much money you don't even know what to do with. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's sad. You just you can just really tell. You can really feel through the screen that she is like alone and angry and bitter and just is like yeah. is like spending too much time on obscure internet forums reading hateful yeah. things and it just no, it's true. Twitter. It's really sad, and I know like a lot of trans people and queer people like took a lot of like comfort in Harry Potter, you know, like they, they saw themselves in those stories or related to them or, you know, they're comforting. They're like a part of a lot, like most people's childhood. If you're like around our age, you know? So it's probably, I mean, I've, I've seen this online. Like there's a lot of like trans people who really liked Harry Potter and this is really like upsetting for them. It really is, and um, all I can say, and I, I, I know Sophie feels the same way, is, uh, yeah, I know lots of, I've seen lots of trans people on Twitter who've, who've said they, they've had to block J.K. Rowling because it's really, it's psychologically just really. I bet that's like really triggering and like awful. Yeah, so you know, I, I don't know what else to say other than like you know every trans person in the world who sees that. I hope you know there's like a lot of people out there like Sophie and I who really strongly you know oppose that kind of stuff that jk rowling says and you know you've got lots of people who who love and care about you and uh jk rowling is a, a laughing stock who is who is um history is not going to view her kindly and um yeah no that's all there is to it really no it's true like just no i'm turfs are bad that as simple as that yeah. so it's very it's very obvious it's very obvious that she is the bigotry the is just so clear from like turfs. Like if you ever spend time like looking at turfs con like Twitter or like Tumblr, like um, which I have done before because like it's like some it's like looking at a car crash. You know, it's like you're just seeing like awful stuff and you just like can't look away, kind of. And I guess I have a privilege of like not being trans and it's not as probably not as triggering for me to like look at that stuff. So I I acknowledge that, but I've like looked through the stuff and. It's really sad because I think I get the sense that there's a lot of like maybe like you know pretty smart women in those communities but there's just so clearly like plagued by this like unnecessary irrational hatred of of a, a group of people. It's like very mm-hmm. it's 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 very explicit bigotry. Mm-hmm. I think that there's turfs who bring up good points about like women's rights in general not related to trans issues at all but like like in general like you know like radical feminists are gonna like you know be pro women's rights and like like anti-misogyny in some in some respects right but Mm -hmm. they don't extend that to trans women who who deal with those issues and with additional other bad issues well, that's the thing. Um, that's I'm not saying so that striking. I'm not saying I agree with turfs. Um, no, in general, no. I'm just saying like there are some turfs that can make some great points, and then you look yeah. at their account and you're like, oh, they're a turf. Fuck. Like yeah, ugh. like oh, like, and that's the interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's the interesting. You, you can recognize, you can recognize 
injustice and bigotry in some respects, but not in this like very clear. Yeah. Like, well, I would, I would, I would argue that JK Rowling at this point has gone so off the rails that she is like, she has fallen into the category of turf where it's not like you're right about 10% of the things it's like, no, JK Rowling at this point is like stupid about everything. That is how off the rails she's gone, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about her at this point. I just mean like turfs yeah. online who like. Yeah, no, I know what you may mean. May say some great stuff about like misogyny in general, but then you like go on their Twitter and then they're just like saying awful <laughs> stuff about trans people that is like so clearly unfounded. It's like, can you mm-hmm. not recognize your own bigotry? Like you're, you're doing what you're calling yeah. out is wrong you know you're you're just yeah. doing it to another person like the uh like the red scare podcast like they probably have some good takes about feminism here and maybe, there i mean honestly maybe, maybe. at this point not anymore all right not that's anymore. a that's another that's another topic that's a whole we'll other for another thing episode. so uh, um yeah i think it's time now so i think it's time to wrap it up yeah um this is well, a heavy a- episode but i really enjoyed talking about this stuff with you guys and, and uh if anyone wants to like take the conversations further uh, my dms are open um i really like learn like getting feedback from you guys really about the like podcast corn. i really like corn not the corn as in porn but the the, the vegetable um as in see the this epic is the problem this is the problem with uh with code words anyway so yeah just like l- let me know what you think uh give it give us a rating on where you listen to the podcast and share and everything do the epic thingies that youtubers want you to do um, we appreciate it so and freaking stream much Kyle's, stream Kyle's new album yourself is fire everywhere blah 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 and buy merch from him on Bandcamp. um yeah so thank you so much for listening um and yeah this has been based news network based news network bye-bye bye-bye